Not Just Football with Cam Hayward is presented for the people by Caesar Sportsbook. You bet, you get with Caesar's Rewards. Must be 21 or older. Welcome back to Not Just Football, guys. We have a great episode. As you know, I'm Cam Hayward. You know my guy, Hayden Walsh. We have to talk a lot of football today. Hayden, how are you feeling about today? Good, man. Good. We got a lot on the bracket, on the docket today. We got uh, going to review your little win over Green Bay, maybe a little scuffle on the sideline. Little win. Uh, look ahead to Cleveland, which is obviously important too. Um, we're obviously going to talk to our boy Christian Koontz, check on his injury, see how he's doing, see how he's feeling. Um, I'm worried about him. I saw him on Sunday on the injury report. I was worried. Um, but I think we need to start with that game last night. Buffalo loses in devastating fashion, uh, mm. a complete disaster late. What happened there, man? And, and 12, 12 men on the field cannot happen there late, right? So first of all, when we say Buffalo lost in devastating fa uh, fashion, we're not giving enough props to what Denver did. Uh, four turnovers on defense, um, and Russell Wilson played enough, played good en enough to win. Um, but to go down and have a chance uh, to win the game for Denver, um, you know, they missed the first kick, and you're like, oh, it's over. Flag. And now you see there's 12 men on the field, um, and you understand that it's not only we get an extra try at this, we get a better look at it, mm -hmm. and we get it from shorter distance. So with that, we we get another try. We know we did wrong, uh, and we get the you know knock it in the in the, the the uprights and go about our business. But 12 men on the field can never happen in that situation. That is a that is a heartbreaking way to lose. Um, you know, especially on defense. I think the one thing you always have to worry about on defense is. Um, there's different personnels and different fronts. Um, and when you get those, we call it um, a mayday situation where, you know, uh, a field goal uh, unit is sprinting out there. In those moments, you have to have your defense be accountable, be communicative, uh, and understand that we all have to be lined up. We need to know who has who, who's lined up. Uh, who's coming off the field? Um, is it one one Oki or one nickel in the game? We need to go back to one Oki. We have to make sure everybody's in unison because those moments, uh, they'll come back to bite you in the, those critical times. How difficult is that Mayday play? Because that's clearly not something that everybody does. And I think that clearly played a huge role in it, right? You would think everybody does it. We practice it every week. Uh, the, you can't take those moments for granted. Um, you know, I know we've had our share of mishaps sometimes and, but uh, those are what your walkthroughs are for. Those are what your Friday uh, practices and Saturday walkthroughs, uh, you know, you really emphasize the little things and getting that people lined up in those moments. When you don't do that, you're almost setting yourself up for failure. How much can that demoralize a locker room? Obviously, there's some things coming out. Travion Diggs has tweeted a couple things referring to his brother. Man, got to get 14 up out of there. Let's not forget he didn't start going off till bro got there. So things seem to be kind of unraveling. Also, they they fired Ken Dorsey today. How much can a loss like that demoralize a locker room? First of all, as having another brother in the league um, <laughs> and having another brother having other brothers who watch, I always take into account that like we play for the team. Don't say too much. <laughs> you know, we, we have to respect where we are. There's no trade deadline happening. What you want your, your brother to get cut? Uh, that's just not feasible right now. 
Um, so understanding that you got to be very, you know, on the fence and you don't want to mess with anything he's got going on there. Um, but I think, you know, you're, you're, you're searching for ways to, you know, uh, not turn over the ball as much, have more success. Um, but a lot of that just falls on your quarterback, you know, whether it's right or not, I don't know. Um, but, um, First, they point to the OC. Then you point to your head coach. Then it's the quarterback. You know, it's always somebody. Um, you know, sometimes you just got to own it and just say, we got to play better because of it. Uh, you can't hide away from it. Um, embrace what you've done to this point and try to fix it. Well, I think you talk about quarterback. I mean, Allen's a great player, but I think I saw a thing today that said he leads the league in turnovers since he was drafted. So got to take care of the ball, right? It's the Madden curse again. Oh, <laughs> the Madden curse is out there. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. But I, I think got to take care of the ball, um, especially as a defender. Um, you never want to see the ball get turned over. You understand it does happen. Um, but, you know, more and more times you got you to gotta put your offense on short fields and have your offense take advantage of those and put touchdowns up. Um, you know, that's the recipe for success. Uh, turnovers. They'll ruin anybody's day. Yeah, of course. Uh, all right, I want to flip ahead here, or flip back. Uh, let's go back over the game. Big win, get to six and three. What'd you see? How did how to feel? How do you feel? How'd everything go? Uh, felt good. Uh, you know, I think when you look at the win, um, you have to acknowledge what our our offense did. Uh, scoring, you know, back to back drives to start the game, uh, and then a field goal, seventeen points in the first half. Um, and was led by our running crew. Uh, big kudos to the offensive line. I know uh, a lot of people have given them hell for how they played early on, but um, you look at some of those holes, man, it was like Moses parting the sea. Um, there was plenty of room for them, and Najee and Jalen Warren did a hell of a job running through those those gaps, and uh, it just allowed them to you know, have a big day, almost 100 yards from both of them. Um, and, you know, it, it allowed our offense to, you know, control the game for the most part. On the defensive side, uh, I thought we gave them some big plays. Um, you know, they got a, a two-headed monster over there as well with Dylan um, and Aaron Jones. Um, I thought we did a good job. Um, there was one run that got out late or, or in the middle of the game. Um, but it, it's a it's – a, uh, effort and you know uh to get two turnovers late uh to win the game was huge uh and uh we we move up the ranks when we move to six and three yeah give the offensive some credit man first time scoring touchdowns on back-to-back -back possessions since the P panthers game last year which i mean that's been a while so it's good to see them getting to move the ball and start running the football that's got to be a sight for sore eyes for the defense because that gives you guys some time to rest yeah and you know you look at those moments and you say can we build on it now um, I know we got the W, but how can we continue to keep uh, doing that week in and week out? I know we got a hell of a challenge in the Cleveland Browns uh, dealing with the number one defense, but hey, what better way to do it than against the number one defense? And so um, I know we got a big week ahead of us, and I want to, you know, uh, get get in front of it too much, but um, you know, what you've seen these last two weeks, you can take that going forward, especially with our rushing game. What do you think the reasoning was for the big plays given up? It always felt like it was a third down too. Big mm -hmm. third downs. Is it maybe Mink is not there? Communication is as well, or what do you think it is? You know, one, you can't replace Minka. 
Um, you can try to, but he, he means a lot to our defense. Uh, and two, I think our communication has just got to improve. We, we dealt with some injuries, um, but we got to hit home a little bit more uh, up front and get some sacks. But um, it's never just on one person. Um, it's, it's everybody working together. Uh, defense is so much about 11 guys doing their job. And um, when we fall short, uh, everybody pays the price. How do you replace Quan Alexander? That's a big loss. Cool, man. Um, you know, you could have said the same thing last week. Um, we're trying to replace Cole Holcomb. Uh, to do that two weeks in a row. Um, luckily, we have a guy like Landon Roberts. Um, Mark Robinson's going to come into the mix. Um, you know, we could use a guy like Michael Walker or uh, bring a safety down. But um, it, it's it's all by committee. Um, you know, it, it's very similar to the running back position where it's not just one guy. It's all by community committee. And we have to make sure that we are um, organized in that um, and we communicate even more. And, you know, from the front line, you communicate and uh, you see things because they got a lot of things to look at. Uh, the safeties have to make sure and the corners have to make sure. Uh, it's it's a collective effort right now until we get guys that feel more comfortable uh, with doing it. But um, it's it's a big week of practice. And it's not just because we're playing the Cleveland Browns. It's because uh, a lot of guys get an opportunity. And we got to make sure everybody's ready to, you know, step up in those moments. All right. One, one thing I do want to ask you about the last play of the game. There's a video going around. How much did Minka have to say in that last play where they just put all the defenders there? That's being made a huge deal. Is, did he really have to do with that as much there as we I think? I talked to Mink. He said he was making suggestions. Um, <laughs> you know, when I first heard there was a timeout, I was just like, oh, they were just buying us some time uh, to rest up and get ready for this last play. Um, you know, because going into that play, they they got a quick, you know, um, you know pass off to the running back. We tackled it. Uh, we sprint up to the line, and then we they uh, clock it, you know, with three seconds to go. Uh, we call timeout again. And so through our eyes, you know, we have our play. We're, we're lined up. Uh, but Mink must have saw something on the back end. He just wanted to make sure we were all the way clear. Um, Mink, uh, Coach Grady, uh, Mike T, um, and uh, T.A. are – defensive coordinator all have to be on the same page. Um, and I'm glad we were able to, you know, work that out. Mink looks like he's the savior in that moment, but uh, execution on the back end was huge and we get a pick out of it. Yeah, no, it was funny to watch because there's being, everyone's talking about Minka stopping, calling timeout and making that call. Um, you think Mink called the timeout? I don't, I'm just, what's our, <laughs> it's, it's X, man. It's X or Twitter or whatever we call it. Um yeah. All right, so the Steelers have been outgained for nine games this season. You guys are six and three. Right. Um, if you listen to Get Up or ESPN or wherever you get your sports, uh, you guys are the worst six and three team of all time. Uh, and it's amazing you guys have won a game. Um, how have you guys been managed to winning games by being outgained so much and looking so inept to the national media? Man, um, you know, the national media, LeBron calls us out. Like, you, yeah. <laughs> you name it. Like, first of all, LeBron said it, and it felt like – Well, you want his quote? I got his quote for you. Oh, you got the Pittsburgh quote. Steelers right now have, have not outgained or outscored any of their opponents this season, and yet they got a winning record. Not sure how you guys have not outscored an opponent and have a winning record, but LeBron has also called you out for bad offense. I, 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 I love LeBron – 
and I love that he plays basketball well, and I, I love what he does in the city of Cleveland. But man, stay away from football, my guy, <laughs> because you know you tried to say we were like you guys were like Pittsburgh Steelers. It ain't looking like that. Um, and you know, for us, we 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 don't really give a damn. Like you know, six and three is six and three. Did we make a big deal about when Michael Jordan was hitting game-winning shots? Do we make a big deal when LeBron's winning game-winning shots? Do we make a big deal when Tom Brady has a game-winning drive or Peyton Manning has a game-winning drive? Do we say, oh, the defense didn't get it done or the offense didn't get it done up to that moment? No. We're, we're just driving a narrative that makes it seem that, oh, we're only good for the fourth quarter. Well, damn it. Yeah, you're supposed to be good in the fourth quarter. It's supposed to matter in those moments. And – if you're not winning the fourth quarter, then what are we talking about? Like, you know, I I think we we we're at a point, especially with with media, where we say, oh, we don't win the way they're not winning the way we want to, and it it seems very calculated and only brought to the front when their team's not winning. And when, you know, some people are excited about the Jets, but then Aaron Rodgers gets hurt and then they say, oh, it's a lost season. Well, guess what? We've had we've had injuries and we've sustained it. You know, we're not hiding behind that. Like, you know, you just got to play the games you are. And, you know, if you looked at our schedule and said, oh, we'd be six and three at this point. Yeah, okay, we're there. Deal with it. Like, we got more football to play, but we're not running from that. I think we just got to appreciate these moments. And, you know, for someone to think we're the worst six and three, man, most of those people don't even play football. So keep it to yourself. I, I like it. Getting a little fired up here. One thing I looked up, I'm like, all right, what are their, what's their record in the last 17 games, right? You guys are 12 and five and only five other teams have a better record in the league since that time. So maybe it's to the point where maybe you guys just win ugly. It isn't pretty always, but you guys make enough plays and make enough stops on defense. And Kenny makes enough plays in the fourth quarter. That what is pretty? Games. What is pretty? Like for me personally, pretty is overrated. Pretty is, you know, you people say pretty is scoring a lot of points, right? Isn't pr- pretty, you know, a defensive dominating and making sure we make the plays at the right time and your offense makes plays accordingly. Like it's like I hate that we we've gotten to a point where oh we're not blowing out the team so we're gonna dice these people up and Jeff you know uh, not agree with how they're winning. It doesn't matter. You play football to win the game, nothing else. Win the game, get off the field, and keep it moving. Herm Edwards, man, channeling your Herm Edwards. One thing I'll say too, Cam, I'll say this is Baltimore's a great team, but right. we've seen their three losses. They've had a hard time finishing games. You guys managed to finish the game. So I guess you're right. You want to be good the first three quarters and then get blown out in the fourth and lose the game? Or do you want to be there at the end and then you know you guys can win the fourth quarter because you've done it so much? I'm not going to compare you know, us to Baltimore. Uh, different things happen in every game. Uh, but you know, if Baltimore – could ask for, hey, let's win so-called ugly compared to, uh, you know, losing late. They're not asking for that. They they just want to win the game. That's all that matters. One thing though, I saw somebody saying, should the head coach of the year re- be renamed the Mike Tomlin Award? Pretty much. Um, <laughs> I don't think uh, when you look at what Coach Tomlin's done year in and year out, I don't think he gets enough credit. It's six and three, and I know we got more ball games to happen, uh, eight games. Um, but man, 
when when are we going to just look at the body of work that he does year in and year out? Um, you know, I could have made a, a argument last year or, you know, the year before, you know, even when we started 11 and 0, uh, it was like coach Tomlin wasn't wasn't thought of uh as a coach of the year um candidate. But I just think um one of these days he's going to get his due. I know his main goal is to win a Super Bowl with us. Uh, and if we can take care of that, he could care, you know, less about winning another uh, or winning a um, coach of the year award. Yeah. Uh, interesting. Interesting thought. I'm also like, there's, does he even care about that? Right. Yeah. I mean, it's all about getting to the Super Bowl and winning Super Bowls. Yes. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Tickets to the game, merch, meals at iconic restaurants, stays at Caesars Palace. All this can be yours when you bet with Caesars Sportsbook. Win or lose, every bet earns reward credits, which you can redeem across the empire. Now, if you haven't started yet, register using code OMAHAFULL and then place your first bet. Up to $1,250. If you win, great. You keep those winnings. But if you lose, you'll get your stake back as a bonus bet. 21 and over only. Offer must be valid. Must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Massachusetts, Maryland, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming only. New users and first $10 wage only. Must register with eligible promo code. Bet amount or qualifying wager return only if wager is settled as a loss. Maximum bonus bet, $1,250. Bonus bet expires 14 days after receipt. Tier credits and reward credits will be added to account within seven days after qualifying wager settles. See caesars.com slash promos for full terms. Void where prohibited. No one to stop before you start. Gambling problem? Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, Wyoming, Kansas, affiliated with the Kansas Crossing Casino. Call 1-800-522-4700. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Licensed to the Horseshoe, Bossier City, and Harris, New Orleans. Massachusetts, if you or a loved one is experiencing problems with gambling, please call 1-800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org for 24-7 support. Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Ohio, Pennsylvania, affiliated with Harris, Philadelphia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER. That's 1-800-426-2537. Or West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. New York, call 
Hope NY or text Hope NY four six seven three six nine. Let's do a quick run around the league. Let's do it. Uh, let's let's hear what you got to say about some things going on. We got a big divisional game Thursday night, the best Thursday night game in a long time. Bengals Ravens. Are you going to be watching that one closely? Knowing it's a division matchup. I might not be watching it, but I'm cheering for both teams so they can just beat each other up. You know, <laughs> I, I, you look at these moments and you're just like, um, you know, I, obviously we have our AFC North game as well, but. We want to see, uh, you know, we just want to see a mess. If, if both teams could just end in the tie, that's that's pretty cool too. Um, but uh, you know, it's it's uh, it's becoming a bloodbath in the AFC North. Um, all every team has a chance to win the AFC North right now, and um, we wouldn't have it any other way. It, it's it's a bloodbath. It's a brawl. Um, bring your hard hat. Come to work because uh, you know AFC North is firing. Knowing how physical that that division is how hard is a Thursday night game knowing you got to go up against Baltimore or Bengals or Cleveland it'd be really rough if you were playing a Sunday night AFC North game and then playing a Thursday night AFC North game mm -hmm. that that would be insane um but you know I those games you always wake up a little bit more sore um and you know if you win you say hey I got the weekend to relax you lose, you say, hey, I got the weekend to recover. So uh, it, it, it's it's going to be a lot, but uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah, interesting game. I will be watching. I, it seems like you won't be. So, um, nah. all right, got to ask you, Monday night, Super Bowl rematch, Eagles-Chiefs. Is Taylor Swift going to be in attendance? To me is what's the story, but what do you think the story is? Wait, you're worried if Taylor Swift's going to be in attendance? I mean, I think everybody's a little concerned, aren't they? I'm, I'm not concerned. You know, I think it's a great matchup between two great quarterbacks, uh, two pretty good defenses. Um, Taylor Swift will probably perform at halftime, but it's all fake. You know, Taylor and Taylor and Travis aren't even together. It's not even real. Wow. <laughs> wow. A conspiracy theorist. Wow. I am. I am. Man, so you think it's all for show, huh? All for show. All for Super Bowl. Not this Super Bowl, for the next Super Bowl. Is she going to perform at it and he's going to play in it? That's the whole hope? Probably. It's all part of the script. Wow. NFL script. Wow. I don't know if you're supposed to be leaking that information. It's leaked. Okay. Well, you heard your <laughs> first. Not just football, just reported it. Um, yeah. Former teammate, Robert Spillane, who's playing awesome. Really happy for that guy, man. Really happy. Mm -hmm. uh, had a pretty cool announcement. Did you see what he announced on uh, Sunday night? Yes. He had, he announced that they were, him and his wife were pregnant. Um, and man, I couldn't be excited for that, more excited for that guy. Um, got to go to dinner with him when we were out in Vegas. But man, Splat, we call him nickname. Uh, but Spillane is just, he's balling out right now. And on and off the field, uh, he looks like he's having fun. Yeah, it's how cool is it to see him? I feel like that guy's kind of had to go through a lot to finally get his chance. I know he did with Pittsburgh for a little bit, but really kind of thriving out there. Yeah, I, I think, you know, you look how he finally got his start um, here in Pittsburgh. Uh, and we welcomed him with open arms when he went and, you know, got after Derrick Henry in the hole in, mm -hmm. in the Tennessee Titans game. Man, but he's taking care of his family and his family's growing. And, you know, shout out to Rob Spillane. We'll have to get him on the pod soon. Uh, proud of that dude. Um, keep doing what you're doing because uh, it brings a smile to every Steeler fan to know that you are kicking tail. It's just in a different jersey. All right. I got another former teammate shout out. And this is actually a not just football alum. 
Yeah. Rob Dobbs, man. Rob. Give that guy Dobbs. his flowers. Rob Dobbs is killing it. I don't know how he's doing it, by the way. I I mean, the last two weeks of him have been amazing. I don't know how he's done it, but you got to be proud as hell of that guy, man. I'm proud for him. I just hope the Minnesota Vikings have his jersey ready to go because <laughs> Arizona Cardinals did not. Um, luckily, Rob got out of that situation, and now Rob Josh Dobbs is killing um, you know, I think he had was responsible for like five touchdowns this past week. And um, man, this dude is just as good as a player he is on the field, he's a better player off. And um I I'm excited for him. He he he's he's making a market for himself. And you couldn't be proud of a, a guy like that. Um, you know, I, I love seeing him at the NFL PA meetings. We always talk, we're always having fun, but uh, you know. Rob Dobbs just keep killing. We're gonna have to get him back on. He keeps balling on like this. I mean, he's had to make a ton of money, man. I mean, he's a backup for life. He just proves he can throw him in any situation. Forget backup. The dude's a starter. Well, he's I, proving it. No, I hear you on that. I'm saying though, the guy when he's maybe doesn't have the ability anymore, he could be a backup for the rest of his life because being able to pick up and do what he's done seems impressive. I would imagine a lot of guys could not do what he's done. Mm. You know, all you need is opportunity. Um, and when guys are ready for those opportunities, I saw the way Josh would prepare, um, go in the meetings, how he would talk, um, uh, be open, uh, you know, and just really take advantage of just scout team reps. I, like, there's a lost art in uh, of being ready for your moment. And, and when being ready for your moments is you've practiced, you've done things right on and off the field. Um, you know, Josh would take advantage of that. You know, he would prepare his tail off. He would, you know, try to dice up the defense when he got a chance to. Uh, and now we're seeing that he's having more, a lot more success with it. I heard one that him and TJ Hawkinson were throwing out in the off season just because they were friends. Mm. And so TJ was just very open about it and just said, I love getting – you know, getting the ball thrown me by Josh just the way he works. And now look at what it is now. And Josh is able to take advantage of this opportunity. Yeah. No, happy for that guy, man. Not just football alum, Rob Dobbs. Really Let proud of him. Um, all right. We got another D line sounding off. He's not happy. Um, Jeffrey Simmons from Tennessee. I'm tired of losing. We need to make more plays on defense, put the offense in good positions. We have to score more points and we have to get off the field. That's pretty much it. Um, if a guy sounding off like that, I know he's frustrated, but what exactly is going on there? Uh, I don't, I don't have a problem with the first part. Um, because you know, when we talk about the, some of these defense alignment, I think it comes down to leadership, um, and inspiring in the group. Um, and you know, the inspire the group, you put, you put it on your shoulders and say, we need to do more. Uh, on defense, we need to make more plays. We need to give our offense uh, the ball in good position. Um, not we need to have the score more points, or we or we have to do that. I just think uh, when you look at the games, I think it comes down to um, am I doing my part enough? Um, and you know that's just the way I view it. Um, and you know, crappy stuff happens. Football happens. You're not going to win every game. You're not going to win every play. But through that, we got to make sure uh, we answer the call and we're ready in those moments. Yeah. I mean, I also think, too, it's like you kind of want guys being pissed off after a loss, too, right? Yeah. I mean, you want them to care about it. Yeah. 
if you don't, if if everybody was just silent and didn't say anything, what what would you be playing sports for? That's fair. That's fair. All right. Let's preview this weekend divisional game. We've got Cleveland coming up. What do you guys got to do to win? What's the importance? What's the most important thing to do in this game? You missed the last game too. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I look at that game and uh, one thing that stuck out last time we played was the turnover situation. Um, you know, Alex getting a touchdown, TJ getting a touchdown as well. Um, you know, we were able to weather the storm, um, but we got to stop the run. Um, obviously, last time we played them, had a different running back in. Uh, Nick Chubb got hurt in our game, um, but they were still able to have a lot of success running the ball. Mm-hmm. And we got to we got to stop the ball. Uh, we got to stop the run. Um, and you know, it's going to be back to game tackling. I have a lot of respect for that offensive line they have over there. Um, a lot of those guys have played together pretty well, um, but we got to get the job done. Um, and then on the offensive side of the ball, we got to score points. Can't settle for, you know, uh, three points. I love Boz, but Boz is good when he's kicking PATs, not field goals. And, you know, Boz would have it that way too. So, uh, you know, it comes down to scoring sevens and, you know, taking care of the rushing game. Well, Deshaun Watson looked a little better last week. He's getting an MRI. How do you prepare for the possibility of him not playing? And what do you do? You know, I, I think you prepare – with him playing, first of all, uh, you never want to be surprised uh, by that. Um, but I think with all three of their quarterbacks, DTR, PJ Walker, um, and Deshaun, they're all mobile. And you got to make sure you have gap integrity and make sure you have containment. Um, but, you know, each of these guys can beat you with their feet. So we got to be ready for that. All right. And also, too, they have a really good defense. That's got to m- maybe motivate y'all a little bit more, right? Knowing. They get, they're not giving up very much at home, so we can't give up very much either, right? Love that. You know, uh, they're the number one defense right now, and um, we get to go up to Ohio, and, uh, you know, it's a homecoming of sorts. I always love playing Ohio, but, uh, you know, it, it comes down to who's going to have the best defense on Sunday, and you can't run away from that. You going to give us a little CJ Stroud up there, little OHIO uh, in the end zone after you score? If I get a touchdown, okay, you're, okay. you're getting an OH. Okay. Okay. Yeah, if, only a touchdown. Even let, a sack? Huh? Give me, give oh, me it on the sack, Dan. No. You don't got a sack dance. Give me no, it on the sack. I, I, want, the, I want the tutty. I mean, I'm with you on the tutty, but but let's also, if you get a sack, you'll do it. Depending on the moment. We don't have a sack yet. Yeah. Okay. Fair. If you're down by 35 points, don't do yeah. it. Okay. But. Yeah. <laughs> if it's a close game, if it's a close game, I want to see the the whatever. What is that? What do you call that? Oh, oh, is that just all it's called? Oh, yeah. uh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, nobody hears. <laughs> nobody what, hears you, you don't that. like those. Nobody's here yelling that. No, nope. oh, they're gonna be on that. Y'all okay. Never okay, we'll see. All right, guys, and now we have our very special segment: a short time with a long snapper. Everybody, take a look. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. 
All right, guys, and now time for our special, special segment. We call it a short time with the long snapper with Koontz. Koontz, how you feeling? Heard you got in a little, uh, a little, a little, a little squabble during the game. I did get. I wasn't a squabble. I mean, there was a squabble at the end of the game. Uh-huh. I definitely, I definitely had to get in that. I was all about that action, Hayden. I needed to get in there a little bit. Um, <laughs> Before we get there, are you are you feeling okay? Are you you going to be able to get off, uh, you know, the report and be able to practice this week? For, I'm not on the report. I don't go on the report. I'm fine. We didn't okay. have nothing, nothing serious. Just a just a normal something that happens in the trenches. You would know a lot about that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Was this yeah, like your first it. time in the trenches or something? Like you make it seem like you're not like there most of the time. I'm smiling because I was in the trenches. I was in there. I was dog fighting in there. <laughs> battle star. It's a yeah. battle star this week. I okay, did, so give us your give us your point of view. If you look at the interception that um, Demonte Casey uh, gets and then hits Danny Smith, give us your point of view. I was kind of standing close to Danny Smith at the time, and Danny was as soon as Kays picked it off. Danny was saying, "Go down, go down." And Kays, I think Kays wanted to wanted to get the ball to the sideline and celebrate over there um, with the guys. And whoever hit him was not, you know, I feel like he had a good valid point <laughs> to hit him, but he was not feeling that. So um, all hell broke loose on the sidelines after guys were trying to take Casey off, and they're team came over and we were pulling, pushing, shoving. I mean, it was nothing. It was all fun and games. Okay. So if you were close to Danny Smith, why didn't you get in front of Danny Smith? <laughs> oh, I was, <laughs> I was getting the hell out of the way. Wow. <laughs> you just left him there for himself. Well, he was like in front of me and like, I, I didn't, I don't know, dude, when he hit the ground, he like did a full three sixties, like spin cycle. Like he got thrown like a rag doll. And he, I, he's all right. He said his shoulder's a little messed up, but, man, he got – that is scary. It's scary. So the guy with pads doesn't want to get hit but leaves the older gentleman to get smacked. I was not – I didn't realize that I had to protect him. I didn't know it happens like this. So what's going to happen if, like, you have a child and, like, you know, there's someone running in the way? Are you going to step in the way or are you just going to, you know, be afraid in that moment? That's a hey, come on. Hey, here's what I will say, Cam. When it happened, the hat came off and the helmet went on, and he was ready to go. I mean, him and Isaac, they just jumped into action, they were ready to go. Now, Danny Smith, I don't know, dude went flying. I mean, that that was scary, but Coots was ready to go, Cam. Did you do anything, Coots? No, (laughs) it was I'm not gonna lie. I can't even lie because like the films out there. I did that literally. I put my, I did flip my hat off like a vet, like a good veteran. Put my helmet on real quick, like ready to go, just in case going down. But then I was more like back up, everybody. Hey, and then Boz was into it. I was kind of like a hey, back up. Like, well, then let's talk about it. What did you think about your boy Boz? I, I see the video now. Boz is pulling people off. Did you- I, I just think Boz. Boz was trying to pull – Boz thought Danny Smith was still on the ground. So he thought when he saw their team coming over, they were, like, around Danny, and he was pulling people back. And I think he he pulled back a, a pretty big dude. And those dudes didn't like it, so I was kind of just – <laughs> Well, when I, think about Boz, when I think about Boz, right, have you guys seen the replacements? 
Yes. Yes. One of my Foz, all-time favorites. Foz is becoming the kicker from the replacements. Literally, <laughs> he's just in the middle of the fight. and Smoking a cigarette. Yeah. <laughs> right before he bangs a 50-yarder. Yes. Throws yeah. it out. Yeah. And, you know, Boz is going to go down and steal our lore as that guy. You know, we've had Jeff Reed, and now we've moved to Chris Boswell. So I think we're in the right direction. What is his name from the replacements, the kicker? I just know oh. he was wiry. Wiry. Raise fins? I'm not saying. Oh, oh, Nigel, Nigel Gruff. It was Nigel, Nigel Gruff. Nigel, Nigel, Gruff. Nigel. Gruff. That's the actor's name. Nigel Gruff. Who, who was the funniest in the video, Koontz, to you when you watched the, the sideline? Darnell, Wa- Darnell Washington. Why is and that? Because there was no hesitation to put a helmet on or protect himself. He just, like, big like waltzed his way in there and was just kind of stood there like above everybody and like i just thought that was hilarious okay well i'm gonna tell you who my favorite was it was miles because when i watched miles miles had the helmet in his hand and he was just carrying it the whole time and was just like you know like he didn't take the helmet Put it on or anything. It was just like, keep it up. Yeah, yeah, keep it going, keep it going. And I'm like, Miles, what are you doing? Like, this isn't Cleveland. You don't need to throw your helmet at anybody. Yeah, he was celebrating. Miles was, like, celebrating in the middle of everyone, like, getting serious, pushing, shoving, pissed off, like, Killebrew. Yeah. <laughs> Miles Killebrew, again, doing doing Killebrew things. That was All right. <laughs> Let's move on. Did you watch the Monday Night Football game last night? I did. Crazy. Did you see Deion Dawkins show up in a special attire? I did. Crazy as well. Uh, <laughs> did he go home like that? That's serious. Do you think he went oh, home with, with a shirt on? Hell no. There's no way you go home with no shirt on. <laughs> Dude, that yeah. Yeah. That, that I've, had plenty, I've had plenty of fits where, you know, you're feeling good about it. You go into the game, you're like, all right, I can't wait to do, you know, press conference after, you know, looking clean. Man, you lose that game. You like, shoot, let me let me put on more clothes. I don't want anybody to see me. Yeah. That's not a fit, though, Cam. That's not a fit. That's just pajama pants and no shirt. That's, that's his fit. I mean, that's just not a fit. That's just I woke up. Well, Kanye West has got plenty of those types of fits, too. And he's, I don't he's know. clothed. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how to judge that. Like that is that is special. I, I can't pull that off. Hey, right. well, we talked we talked about we talked about what we would pay TJ to do the Scooby Doo and wear it into the stadium. What yeah. would you have to take to wear Dawkins's fit into the next game? What are you throwing out there? Michigan beats Ohio what? State. You have to wear it. Oh, I like that. And I'll wear it if Ohio State beats Michigan. Love nobody, it. Nobody cares Love if you wear Ohio it. State. That would be hilarious. Love Love nobody cares if you two wear Ohio State. Like Love that's it. the thing. No, you have to wear the. You have to wear that. Deion Dawkins. No, that's not even a fit. Like, I I think you're afraid. You don't have faith in your boys to get it. Done. I have faith in my boys, but that's not a fit. Is that that's game this weekend? Then wear it. It's two that's weeks. All right, we have time. We oh, wait, wait. Before we move on, Koontz, do you want to give some special news of what the Duquesne Dukes did this past week? The Dukes didn't win this week, but that's all right. They have a chance to clinch the, to clinch the conference championship this weekend in Merrimack. They fell short to Stonehill at home. I was there on the sidelines 
the better Hayward brother was with me, Connor Hayward. Um, Keanu Benton came as well, showed his support for the Dukes. Cam had his son's birthday party, supposedly, that no one got invited to, so we'll just leave it at that. But the Dukes did not win. They're going to win this week, and we'll have better news on t- next Tuesday. Wait, you want to oh. get invited to my son's birthday party? Yeah, was it? where was it? Chuck E. Cheese? It's not invited for grown men, first of all. <laughs> Coons, I got a question for you. Yeah. We got Cleveland this week. Are you ready to stop Miles Garrett on field goal rush? Yeah. I don't I don't do that like tripod technique where like when I snap I go down. Mm-hmm. Like I stand straight up after. So like I'm catching a piece and flipping. Like I, I'm not letting somebody jump out. I'm flipping them. I'm flipping them. Mm-hmm. Mm. If, if if like I don't, it doesn't matter not not Miles Garrett obviously be, like, <laughs> I'm, not just, I'm not sitting here talking <laughs> about Miles Garrett I'm saying anybody that wants to jump like I'm gonna try to flip him because I don't want it to keep happening That's right all. what did you what did you think about the penalty at the end of the game the twelve, 12 men on the, twelve men on the field uh, during the Buffalo and Denver game um, like, and for them I mean, to get re- another shot to kick a field goal how how rewarding is that as you know a special teams unit you miss the first one then you get another shot at it dude that's unbelievable like a get like that's a gift from god like you (laughs) you never get that we got screwed on one earlier we made our 56 we got called offsides back to 61 we missed it so like Mm. being on the other side of that and having a shot to make it and i mean those guys good for those guys i mean that was a good win but the 12 men on the field now that i look back on it why wouldn't buffalo like buffalo had to have known they had 12 on the field like at that point, just go off sides. Don't give them two kicks. Make them make it in one kick. At least like touch somebody and go off sides as opposed to, uh, I don't know, just letting them kick it, miss it, then kick it again. But I guess they didn't re- it's easier said than done. Is that one of the more egregious penalties, though, a team can make at the end of the game, 12 men on the field? Like, what's worse, delay a game in that situation? Oh, man. Oh, that 12 man, that 12 that, man is crazy. That's bad. I, I saw a tweet that was hilarious. It said once again, Russell Wilson is having the twelfth man help him out. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. All right, guys, I got a question for you. Four factual statements. I want to get your opinion on them. Tell me the most surprising one of them. All right. Mm-hmm. Sam Howell leads the NFL in pass completions and passing yards. Mm-hmm. Since 2018, the Giants and the Jets are now a combined four and thirty in night games. On Sunday, the Browns trailed for 59 minutes, 20 seconds. No NFL team this millennium has won, a, has won while trailing for that long in a game. Or finally, C.J. Stroud is the first rookie since the 1970 merger to be leading the league in yards per game through Week 10. Which is the most surprising, guys? I think for me, um, you know, I sound like a homer, but watching C.J. Stroud, man, the dude is just lighting it up week in and week out. Um, you know, you, you're first surprised because, oh, it's a rookie, uh, but nobody's really caught on to him. And um, a lot of people are, you know, scratching their heads why he wasn't number one overall take him. Yeah, for me, I think the record of the Jets and Giants, um, four and 30 is, that's a lot of games. That's ridiculous. The Giants were good last year. They're a playoff team. Um, the Jets have been competitive the last couple of years, I think. But I don't know, that record in the night games is, that's wild. I'm surprised anyone even looks at the night games like in particular like that. That's that's really surprising. Um, but four and thirty is couldn't believe it. They do that to cousins though. They're always like, you know, primetime Kirk Cousins primetime. can't yeah, remember he stinks or whatever. And yep. it's like it's 
kind of unfair to just single out those types of games. But four and thirty is, I mean, that's not good. Yeah, I, there's just someone in a little box somewhere just finding this data to support these facts because it's like, <laughs> you know, there's plenty of other games they've played since 2018, but we're going to really highlight those night games. Night games. <laughs> well, I think that's also a note to the NFL. Stop putting them on primetime. Yeah. Because they, they don't win on primetime. So stop putting them there. And their fan base would probably agree. Fan bases would probably agree with us on that. Well, if that's the case, don't have Thursday night games and don't have Sunday night games because in Monday night games, because there's, there's teams that just don't do well in those situations, mm-hmm. which they're never going to do. So, no. you know, cry me a river with it. <laughs> okay. All right, Coots, we got to wrap this up. We know you got a big week ahead of you. You got miles Garrett up in the middle. Oh you better take it easy. Um, Get healthy. Rest that ankle. Um, you know. And- Quit hyping this up like Miles. Like, just put him in the A-gap. Like, keep him out on the wing. He got his block in the A-gap. What are you talking about? Yeah, but keep him out your way. Like, <laughs> I, just leave that. Plus, he knows I don't do the technique that we talk. Like, I'm, I stand straight up. Okay. Just be a boss. Just be a boss on Sunday and we're good. You're right. You're right. All right. Sounds good. All right, guys, and that is our short time with the long snapper with Christian Kuntz. Appreciate you. See you next week. Rest up. <laughs>